Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is graduating preschool, leaving the bubble. Leaving the bubble, that's the way one of our moms described this year's graduation. The preschool years are an incredible journey of growth and change, but these years are also a safe haven in a complicated world, both for children and for parents. I know the three moms here at the square table have a lot of emotions swirling around them. Today is exactly two weeks before their youngest are graduating. At the table today are Adalia Gobi, Shirley Stern, and Jessica Ferrari. And I know I'm going to miss them tons in the weeks, months, and years ahead. Dahlia, tell us what this graduation feels like this year. I would have to say that this year, it definitely is a it's a very different feeling than when I went through the pre-K year two years ago. Um, I was a very nervous mom to you. I'm a nervous <laughs> mom, I should say that, uh, to begin with. But that year, I was nervous about a v- all different things. Where Isaac is going to school, how is he going to do leaving the bubble, what will happen um, when I drop him off. Really, the future is what I was thinking about, whereas this year... I've been through that, obviously, with a different child, but I'm so more focused now on this is the last time I'm doing this. What you're this saying is the last to. Yes, because, yes, Isaac was saying goodbye, but I wasn't saying goodbye. And it really is, just as much as your kids go through preschool, we do too, because this is the first of so many things for us as moms and parents. And um, now I know that, the decisions I made for my eldest were correct for him, and I felt like it was a good next step. Um, I just feel like in this situation, it's like, wow, I'm more thinking of what was than yeah. what is. It's I a guess. great. So, what are you saying goodbye to? What are you? What are you? Well, I just think that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying Shirley goodbye to my. Goodbye. I'm not saying goodbye to my friends at the table. No, but I'm saying goodbye to. The activities that you don't do in elementary for school. For example, um, I know depending on what school you go to, some schools you celebrate Shabbat and and family activities. Uh, the school that I, uh, my Isaac goes to, we don't celebrate Shabbat. It's non-denominational, but we also don't do, you know, as many 
family-based activities. We're not here. Um, I'm trying to think of non-religious activities that we do here, but um, we're not here to make bake or to celebrate. Exactly, celebrate parents to celebrate um, our kids' birthday. You know, it's just different. We do do birthdays, but you know, it's just not um, as frequent. I put myself there as much as I can because I will, but it's just a different, um, I think it's the family experience. You don't really get that because, and it's understandable, they're growing up. Um, So in addition to that, it's also the, even the little things like kissing them goodbye and things like kissing obviously I do, goodbye. I, I mean, do that. That captures a lot. But I do that, yeah. but I, you know, I don't worry about those like, ah, you know, and I know that's coming with Dylan way faster than Isaac, but like, you know, that whole embarrassing your kids because it's a different world out there, different kids, older kids looking on, and it's a very different feeling in that sense of that makes sense. I don't know. So, so I want to come back to um, the family piece sure. because I know that all of you are going to continue some sort of community celebrations with your family and in many ways still with us. Um, but I, so I suspect that it's also saying goodbye to a stage in your parenting and in your children's lives. But let me let me do all the goodbyes and all the feelings. So Jessica, um, what are you thinking in, respond to, in yeah. response to what Dahlia said? But I also want to hear what you said before we turned on the mic. Oh, okay, yeah, so I'm actually shocked because I don't think I've really processed that this is happening in two weeks. I'm, it's, it's just out there and we'll get yeah, there. Yeah, to the minute. Eventually. <laughs> but, wow. It's kind of shocking. Yeah, yeah, that's really soon. So as I was listening to Dahlia, I was like, oh my God, this is really sad. And I never felt that before. Like when Sadie graduated, eh, I, I, I noticed that a lot of the parents were sad and tearful, and I I don't think I really processed that or understood it because I was just, I had a baby here. <laughs> I was just too wrapped up with all the stuff that was going on um, and looking forward to my baby, you know, growing up here in the school, um, my big girl going to elementary school, which wasn't scary for me. Um, and, yeah, this is it. So now... I'm going to be a mom of grade school kids, which is somehow, I'm not sure how, but feels really different from being a, a mom of a preschooler. And um, we can come, we can just stay with the, the emotion piece now, yeah. and then we'll get to the world's so, expectations later. Right, like. right. So it's, um, yeah, it's, there's some, some sadness. It's like graduating from anything, you know, it's... Tim, um, I wondered when I was thinking about what we talk about today, what you were actually feeling is, how much is, are, are, you, are you leaving a little, an innocence that's, that is different? I mean, I was just watching the kids come down the hallway singing with this exuberance and this so silliness. And, and sure, school-age kids still have a ton of silliness. And I mean, every stage has their stuff that's, um, that's innocent and naive and, and still childlike, no matter how precocious the world may feel. But early childhood is different. Very different. It's, a, it's the magic. It's the fairy dust. Yeah. Maybe. There's still some fairy dust. Um, you know, with a second grader, there's still a couple more okay. years of that, but it, it feels very different. Um, what, what makes, what will you be sad about? Um, I think... Well, I think that when she turned five, I was like, oh, my God. Five is a very 
funny age. It's she's like a kid now. Yeah. yeah. There's still another you know year or so of like baby cuteness maybe, um, but then like they're kids at yeah. this age yeah. and it goes like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess there's just some sadness about how like this will never be again. This is it. For her, for me, it's it. Okay. Um, we'll come back. Shirley? I don't know that I have sadness necessarily. I think I'm more... I think I'm more full of pride than I am full of sadness. I had a very different experience with Jacob. Um, Jacob came into this program with limited verbal abilities, and he was just a totally different kid from Sydney, and... Every year, I was just wondering, is he going to make it? Is he going to get to the next grade? Is he going to do this? So to see him walk in a cap and gown at graduation, I literally cried from the second graduation started till the second that it ended. For every child that walked down, <laughs> I knew half of them, but it didn't matter. I was clapping, crying. I couldn't even breathe. It was also a first. It was a first. Um, for Sid, I, I just feel totally different about it. She's fully capable She's ready for, you know, elementary I school. I love that you're the, the non-sentimental one here. Good, good, yeah. good. I don't know that I'm not sentimental. I mean, I could fall apart at graduation. It's 100% <laughs> possible. Um, I feel like Jess is the less sentimental one. Like, if, if I had to talk about our friendship, yeah. Jess is always the practical thinker, and I'm more of like, you know, She's a emotional. move-forward person. She yeah. is. Um, but I feel like maybe I've gotten some of that from her. <laughs> and also, because... Del Prado is not unknown to me. Jacob's been there five years. It's not unknown to Jess. She's been there three years. You don't have that fear of, oh, my gosh, how are they going to do? The hallways are so big and the teachers and the this and the that. I know everybody at Del Prado. I know exactly what's going to go on there for her. There's no element of surprise. So back to Dahlia's original, is it a significant change in the community or is it just a shift in the in, in the community you're a part of? Because you're hands-on, involved. You know everyone. Everyone... You know, they're going to greet you with excitement and your family and your children with excitement. Right. Um, like yesterday we went to registration and I went with Samantha and Melissa and they were like, everybody knows you here. And I'm like, I've been here for five years and I'm room parent and I'm this and I'm that. So, you know, people know me at school. It's totally a different sense of community, though, that we have here. I think the one thing that people always say about Benator, whether you've been here or whether you've heard about it, it's the warmest environment you could ever be in. The parents, the children, the teachers, just the access that you have to anything that you want to at any time of day at Benator. You, like I just told Dorian, I just came in and gave Sydney Motrin, she has a neck ache. And I'm like, this is exact, going to be the exact same thing next year. I'm just going to walk in 10 o'clock, give her some Motrin, and then leave. Like, it's no problem. Yeah. But it is. You're, you're used to being in a very open environment where your kids are free to be me, you're free to be me. It's just a big free-for-all, and that's not the way it's going to be next year. But I think that they will adapt easily. I think right. the parents have a harder time adapting than the kids do. Right. The kids walk in and they're like, I'm a big shot. Look at where I go to school. I'm that gets 12. Well, because <laughs> elementary school is still a bubble compared to middle school. You know, so the yeah. bubbles keep shifting. Right. So one, one last question while we're on the sadness, and that is, do you have, do you think there's a way that's comfortable for you to express your sadness to your children without tempering their excitement or their anticipation? Because you, if, if your children are feeling that I'm a big shot, I'm proud of myself, um, you're, they know you're proud of them, but how will you communicate that I'm sad about leaving this and how will you express that transition? That, that's a great question because I am not doing it very well. I've been really 
I've surprised myself. I haven't felt like I was consider you know compared to two years ago as sad. But uh, Dylan had her last Ema two weeks ago, and I was a basket case. Like I was a lunatic. Like and it was the all school one. So here we're all walking in, and it just kind of hit me. We're passing the sanctuary, and I was. It was like it was flowing. I mean, they were uh, the tears were coming, and then we walk into the lobby, and like all the parents are there, and they're looking at me. I mean, I was. It was borderline embarrassing like I was it was too much so I had to walk away mm-hmm. and Dylan's with Adam so it wasn't like I left her but then she was looking at me she was like are you okay you look sad and I'm like they're happy tears but really I'm like oh <laughs> you know so I am I'm not doing that well and and on um did she and, understand that yes I said just, I, yeah I did explain you know I'm so I said I'm so proud of you this is such a you know big moment for you um but she still was puzzled. She's a little, yeah, you yeah. know, she's still my baby. So, it's a bit of and a she's a very con- but she's that's her also her personality. She's very concerned, you know. Yeah. And so I was, you know, I tried. I did. I put it back together. I saw the Thelma, and I lost it again. Like so, <laughs> you know, I I'm not handling that well. I do worry about two weeks um, today, right now, how I'll be doing. I. Uh, yeah, and so I don't some know. of it but is no, I'm not doing you, that well. I don't want you to hide your sadness. I mean, yeah, you might have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm feeling. Like but, but it's this idea that you're ch- if you can just say, or if Adam can say, you know what, we know mom is going to cry. <laughs> mom feels everything, is going to feel this so deeply. And then put that, because this is a special place, because, and we're not saying goodbye. I mean, we think about this in, in all of life's transitions. When, when you move, you know, if you do have to say goodbye to a dear friend, you know, you have to find that words to say, I'm okay and I'm sad. Um, and I know you're worried about me. So it's, you know, and, not, and again, letting them know that your sadness does not in any way limit the, the excitement and the, and the joy of where they're heading next. So, Jessica, yeah. your sadness. How? Um, well, it's funny. I'm realizing that I think some of my sadness is of my own stuff about regretting that I wasn't here fully. You know, like oh, thank you for saying. That. I work some, you know, not as much as some other moms, but I work more than more than you guys and you guys really fully were here. Like 110 nobody has been here more than you guys. Um <laughs> <laughs> and that's something to be proud of, you know? And so there's a part of me that's kind of like, oh, you know, what if I could have done it that way? I, you know, I, I don't think that's for me, but um, so there's still a part of How do you of let yourself off that hook? Because um, I think many parents feel. Yeah, no, I, um, I really enjoy my work. Yeah. And, 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 and I guess so much of any, you know, when we think about these complicated emotional things out there and, and the mommy guilt or yeah. just the, the the question should I would I could I have yeah. the the question becomes you know what my kids are thriving my kids are okay yeah, and if I feel that feeling and just know that's part of my sadness then I can understand it rather than pretending so that's not something I need to share necessarily with my kids that's my stuff but the part that I do share um, and I think this is important because you know I've seen over the years both of them um, you know whenever there's a milestone like and I'm like oh you know my baby's growing up you're not my baby anymore you know no more diapers or no more nursing that's right, no that's more, right. Like, there's been a lot of those things and um, 
And I, I see, especially Eliana takes great joy in those things. So those things I share, like, oh, you know, you're not my preschooler anymore. You're going to be my big kindergartner. Now. And when they're, <laughs> when they're grown up and looking back, they'll just know that was my mom. My mom was the sentimental one. My mom was the one who valued each of those changes. Now, I know you're going to have to leave in the next five minutes or so. Oh. So I need to get your... Um, but let's get your, your feeling in about the expectations on school-age moms. Oh, God feels different than the expectations on preschool moms or infant toddler moms. Yeah, this might I'm not sure if this is real or this is just a, you know, thing that I have about the world, but I know that in the past since I've had kids, there are a lot of ways that I'm not, you know, on top of stuff the same way that colleagues or other people are on top of their work when they're not the primary parent, you know, the one responsible for you know, getting the birthday presents and making sure this is there and making sure you're there for that. And if the kid is sick, you stay home with them. So, you know, professionally, that kind of, I feel like I've used that as like, well, you know, I have little kids. And now I have kids, but, you know, lots of people have kids. Now it becomes (laughs) this, I have to take owner, because we were talking about this for a few minutes before everybody else arrived. And that is, you know, when your children get to elementary school, and it's going to be true, statistically and research-wise for middle school and high school, they don't need you less. Um, So the idea of you having time together as a family, for you to be able to have enough energy to listen to your child or to be present for your child, or as you said, for homework. I mean, what's what's the biggest, you know, demand on parents of elementary kids is homework. So the idea of saying, but the choices I'm, and the after-school activities and the weekend. So it's, how do you as a mom come to take ownership over this is the kind of mom I need to be. This means I need to work this much and not be present for all of those activities. And it means I need to not be present in my work in the same way so that I have breathing space in both. And if, if someone figures that out, please give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what do you, Shirley, you have, I mean, what do, what do you think about the, the expectations of the stereotype of elementary moms being less hands-on or less visible or getting accused of being helicopters if they are if they're if they're in sight all the time versus you know the person who says no I have kids I'm not going to make excessive commitments in my career still I mean, I think it's a very different environment, especially going to a public school. You don't have the same access to be there. So even if I wanted to be there as much as I am here, I can't. So that's already a door that's been shut. Um, I think it's very different in elementary school. You know, you chaperone a field trip here and there. You volunteer in art. You do whatever. But it's, it's, it's minimal compared to the amount of a commitment that you would as a PTO member or even as a super involved parent here, yeah. the amount of time you would be there. So I think even for me, I'm like, should I go back to work? Should I go do something? Like, what am I going to do now? And it's not like their hours have changed so much. But my hours are changing where I'm not going to be at Benetora every five seconds of the day, milling around school, dealing with Dahlia, dealing with Nancy, <laughs> doing whatever. You know, I'm going to have much more free time. So, um, I don't so know. So it becomes a mom identity. I mean, I think there is a mom identity question to f- moving on to this next stage. Wow, well, so you're well, going to have much I, more time? Well, no, but that's the thing. Like we, I had this conversation with Adam recently because he's like, you know, 
you're not going to be, I mean, I've been present for three years. He's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do now? I think maybe you should get a job. And I said, you know, that's very easy to say, but the reality is, is I still have my normal commitments as a mom or as a, the parent that doesn't go Full to Miami for work. And, right. you know, and I don't think that reality really, you know, is there because, you know, the bus, the school's over at two in yeah. elementary school. So, you know, that's quick before yeah. you know it. I, as much as I would love to see about other opportunities because I am so less committed at the next school, it's kind of ironic, actually, what you were saying because. I'm actually very involved there, and I know Shirley is, but in comparison, I feel like I'm not involved at all, like I'm going there now after this, but the the amount of access you get at the public school compared, it seems like I'm so involved, but really compared to Benet, it's like a vacation in a sense. So um, yeah, I think that the whole identity, and it was here, and I feel like it might have been the same group, I don't remember, and we had (laughs) talked about, you know, hobbies, and I sat here crying, I was was like, my hobby is my kids, it's it's B'nai Torah, and no, I'm not leaving B'nai Torah, we still have Hebrew school, and I'll still be very involved with the shul itself, but um, that's when I started working out, and I do it every day, and I really enjoy it, and it's me time, but I do feel like we kind of do lose identity in a sense because um, specifically, my you know, I'm not going to be the president of the PTO and that is not my aspiration at the next school. Um, so I, I don't know what the next identity is in a sense, but yeah, for sure I agree that it's a totally different, um, you know, parenting or I feel like I'm a different mom in the sense of, elementary kids not preschool mm-hmm. it, it is a bit of an identity loss but I, and I'm but I'm okay with that it's kind of exciting I think I don't know. so one more question for me is the the, the idea of the bubble is yes. it this the idea of them growing up so that this that now this is they've grown up past this stage never to return but the other I want but back to this other comment about elementary school and as where they close the door on you is it also that your cho- you, there are now boundaries that your children have a life of their own that you don't you 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 turn into a different kind of parent you don't have absolute control over what they do what they say who they make friends with um, how other people perceive them let alone um, being visible and and hands on all the time well I think the bubble and innocence is kind of like very similar in a sense I wrote down loss of innocence losing an innocence because I find that that's a big part of leaving this bubble and I call this the bubble because yeah I know pretty much every single kid at this school their parents and you go to another school and they're coming home talking about this child and this child. And, you know, I trust my kids to make great friends, but it's so strange to not know who they are, where, you know, anything about sure, them. Sure. And that's that's kind of popping, if you will, the bubble and going to this other um, realm. It, it is a lot and, of and letting big, go. Yeah. 
when you say it, it sounds so scary, but it's strange. I'm feeling a sense of relief about that. Like the, good, good. You know, I I don't I, I value independence. Like I was really excited this morning when Eliana said, "Oh, I I said, you know, did Daddy give you breakfast? No, I went in the fridge and I got the mangoes that you got. <laughs> I ate them all. <laughs> but I was like, oh, okay, good, yeah. good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a there's a part of me that's kind of excited because I actually had a lot of hobbies before I had kids. <laughs> I'm kind of kind of excited. So to it's a great new opportunity. Again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Could, it's, it's although a, I'm not sure when. Like that might be a false thing because right. yeah. yeah, two o'clock is not a lot of time. Exactly. Right. Shirley, you gave up the bubble. I gave up the bubble. You, you, you never. You, I mean, you're you're feeling. You're not worried about pop about coming outside the bubble. Um. I think what I've experienced here is that I've made a great group of friends here, like 10 or 12 girls who, like, we go out for everyone's birthday, we have lunch together, we do whatever, and a bunch of us are going to the same school, but then some live in Parkland and some live here and some live there, and we're not going to be in the same school. So part of me is like, am I going to be able to maintain my friendships on the level that I'm accustomed to. And I also want for Sydney to maintain her friendships because Jacob's two closest friends that he has, and he's 10 years old, are boys he met in the twos at B'nai Torah. They do not go to his school, but we make it a point to keep the boys together. They always go to each other's birthday. He's sleeping at one of them tonight. Those are like the only two friends he sleeps at. And it's just, you know, I know that there's that for me that I will always want that part to stay with them. I always want Sydney to remember her preschool friends. I would love for her to be 40 and say, I've been friends with Eliana for 38 years, you know? So it's like... Well, I think you've done really great today in the sense of like putting out the emotions, but also giving hope and peace to those emotions too. So the wrap-up's always the same. And it's how have you got this for right here, for right now, two weeks before graduation, not knowing, um, you know, that knowing that it's not here yet and what you're going to feel differently two weeks from now and different two months from now. Um, but how have you got this for right here, right now? Shirley? I mean, I've got this because it's happening. There's no <laughs> stopping time. It is what it is. So I have to have this or it's going to have me and there's nothing I can do about it. I think I will be emotional at the very, very end. But even now, like Dolly and I are still talking about PTO stuff that needs to be done before graduation. We still have the dinner. We still have this. We still have that. So there's still logistics to tackle. And I feel like that's sort of taking up the space in my mind versus like, let me sit down and think about how I'm going to be emotionally. I won't be able to deal with that emotionally until 9.55 on May 26th when I'm about to walk into the sanctuary. So it's just, it's a, it's a moving train. It's a moving train. <laughs> and I'm on it. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Jessica, strap in and enjoy the ride. It kind of reminds me of our mommy I trips to Universal. Universal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just on it, riding. Hands up. That's a good ride. <laughs> Have you got this, Jessica? Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's, you I know, don't. I'm on the ride. <laughs> I, I hope to enjoy the ride. Perfect. Dahlia. I think I've got it because I know I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be upset the next 14 days. There's going to be last time I do something, and... I'm very focused on the event, so that's great um, to preoccupy myself, but I also know myself, and I can't stop my emotions. Um, Just thinking about it, I could cry. I know it's happening. I know the train is coming, but I also know that I'm not going to be sad after 12.30 or whatever um, because 
I'm going to be so excited for her to be with her brother and to experience everything he has And then you'll have a great summer road trip. <laughs> you will, yeah, you know me. <laughs> okay, moms, I thank you. And, of course, I need you to sing it out. What are we singing? <laughs> Jess? I'm not singing. <laughs> what do you mean? You're the singer. Oh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Charlie. Keep shining. No, and you can always count on me. For sure. <laughs> That's what friends We're are swaying. for. I love you guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today... Please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.